Kyler Murray is breaking the fantasy records. Ronald Jones truthers have a field day. Tight ends are nowhere to be found. And Nick Chubb returns with an explosion. Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast, everybody. I am your host, Antonio Denisi. With me, as always, Eric and Keenan. What's going on tonight, fellas? Happy Friday. Yeah, we're yeah, already TGIF. Yeah, we're already on week 11. I don't know if I should be happy or sad that we're on week 11 already. I mean, I'm sad, definitely sad, happy because playoffs are coming, but I don't know how well a lot of my teams are going to be doing in that range. Yeah. Why don't you tell tell, where the sad part comes in? Tell everyone how, how, what a nightmare year, year, year you're having. No, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make everybody else uh, hate me too much because there's just too much depression to talk about, but it hasn't been a good year for me. I'm hoping to, wrap it up in the next couple of weeks to, and have a big turnaround and, uh, you know, use some of the advice that we're going to give everybody a little later because uh, we have a big schedule show. We talked about it last week. Uh, we're going to go over the weeks 11 through 13 and then the playoffs, most playoffs for uh, a lot of uh, managers in 14 through 16. Uh, talk about who we think are good buys, good sells, good matchups, bad matchups. Uh, it's, we have a lot of information, plus impresses and stresses, buy, sells, we got a lot going on today, uh, but we're recording a little bit late this week. So, like I said, happy Friday. Um, yeah, week 11, though. You know, I got a dynasty hockey draft coming up. You got any advice for me, guys? All goalies. All goalies. Yeah. Well, you can only have a you can only have maximum of three, so. Oh, we only go- you know what? I played, I played dynasty hockey twice, right? Or maybe three years, but the two years – I, I don't I don't really I watch hockey you know whatever but I don't really know it not like I do football or, or basketball even but I don't even know basketball that often but more than hockey anyways I just drafted based off of how many points they scored yeah. uh, the previous year and I made it to the championship both years there you go that's all that matters <laughs> yeah I did, I did that for oh, baseball yeah, and hockey the the yeah. couple years that I played and I was like all right this is this isn't fun. And then the every everyday thing really messed with me. Now you could like nowadays you could like set lineups ahead of time and all that. Yeah. But this well, like, we're what, we're all in a dynasty know? basketball league, and I don't I don't I don't find it enjoying at all. I, I guess I don't watch many of the games. I catch maybe one game a week. Where in football you catch twenty games a week. You don't like the basketball. Yeah, on the same day. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the point. It's all on the same day. And you could take one day out of your out of your busy schedule to watch football, where you know I'm not going to sit down on a Tuesday night and watch Charlotte Bobcats take on the Pelicans, <laughs> who had a great draft yeah. earlier this week. The NBA draft uh, got to happening, uh, so that was oh one one more thing. Weird about the NBA draft. Um, yeah, we're going to get to see uh, Michael Jordan play one on one with uh, with uh, Mr. Uh, Ball there. Oh, oh man i i don't know um I hope so. how ironic though like how ironic <laughs> that you... <laughs> so like uh lamella ball got drafted uh to charlotte to, to charlotte where obviously michael jordan owns them and 
him and LeVar Ball have some history, his father. So no, Jordan has no history. Or, it's, it's oh, all. but sorry, <laughs> LeVar claims whatever he claims with, with Jordan. That he could beat him one on one. It's yeah, like you know, it's like it's like you saying that you could beat me one on one, Antonio. Um all right, dream over. Come on. No. It's all right. It's not bad. I'll give it to you. Um, so fun week last week. By fun, I mean really weird. Um, it actually wasn't fun at all. Like, I really couldn't place my finger on it. Uh, eight teams scored less than 20 points. That's a lot. You know, a third of the league really just not uh, not putting up anything. And streamers just showed up everywhere. Yeah, uh, There was – I'm going to go over the list here, but a lot of players owned in less than 60% of leagues that finished top 12 at their position. Uh, let's just, let me go over that in a second because tight ends were painful. Uh, right. I mean, it, it just seemed like none of them were able to do anything. The highest scoring this week in PPR was 13.1 points. Like that's the highest score for a tight end. Uh, it, Logan Thomas led the league with, uh, 66 receiving yards for the position, uh, and only six touchdowns overall, which has been by far the lowest of the season. Uh, so it, for relativity, week eight had eight touchdowns. So eight used to be the previous low. Now it's six. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about George Kittle when he went down and, and Keenan had something to say about, you know, drafting tight ends and, and replacement values. And what are you doing right now with tight ends, guys? It's really like, what, five that you could even think about being comfortable with? You got Kelsey. Kelsey's it. You got it. I don't know. Well, it. I don't know. I mean, Andrews is consistent, of course. Um well, Gronk kind of—he's going downhill now. Now that uh, Tampa Bay's moving up, so Kelsey, yeah, is that it? Is that um, all we're gonna be comfortable with? No, no, I'm comfortable with Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, you got to be comfortable with Waller at this point. Yeah, Waller. When you're looking yeah, at the rest Waller. of the landscape, um, I'm still comfortable with with Andrews. Um, Hopefully, Goddard gets it going now that he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I do like Goddard too. I grabbed him in a couple of leagues a couple of weeks ago off waivers. Same. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Hawkinson's like said, kind of been Hawkinson's but... been having a really good year. He's actually fourth overall, I believe. Quietly, yeah. Um, Logan Thomas, but... honestly, I, I he's having a good year too. Someone that we no one knew about week one, and he gets a yeah. he almost gets a touchdown every game. They love him in the red zone. Yeah, he's been a name in the dynasty world uh, this off season, but yeah, redraft really just. Uh, pretty, pretty unknown for a bit. Uh, yeah. So, so let me go over these, uh, this list here. So this was like, uh, like I said, 60% or less owned, uh, in Yahoo leagues, uh, for last week. And that they were not just tight ends. Yeah. For all positions. Uh, but they finished top 12 or better, or I'm sorry, top 12 of their position. So Cole Beasley, Marcus Valdez, scaling, Willie Sneed, Keelan Cole, Naeem Hines, Rex Burkhead, Devontae Booker, Malcolm Brown, Wayne Gallman. Selvin Ahmed, Cameron Brait, Jordan Reed, Logan Thomas, Pharaoh Brown for Houston, just in case nobody knows. I had no idea who that was. <laughs> Rich, Richard Rogers, Tyler Higby, and Durham Smith for Miami. That's your whole list of players that were all number ones. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we had uh, we had a big list or we had a list of streamers last week as we do every week, but 17 in the top 36, almost half of the players were all less than 60% owned. It's not going to happen again. It can't happen again. 
Uh, but but well, there are some not, because everyone's going to pick these players up. And then they're, they're going to so drop them again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, half this list you could pick apart very easily, but, but there's a couple of players we really should talk about. I mean, Cole Beasley's strung together uh, a nice week now being on the bye, but uh, they have a tough schedule coming up. Uh, he's someone that you should be holding through the bye. Absolutely. I think, I mean, we, obviously we watch all the Bills games, but uh, ever since I think maybe – was it the Titan, the Titans game? Once um, Allen figured out that Cole Beasley was open on every play, I feel like he's had a great game ever since then. It, well, it, besides the last, well, he struggled the last two weeks, which is kind of what caused a lot of issues for how him. How about that catch, though? <laughs> it was a great catch. But the, the weeks prior to that, yeah, he had had a touchdown or at least 53 yards for every game. So he was really consistent. Two receptions did he have the last two weeks since you're looking at it? So he he had 13 targets, 11 catches last week over 100 that's, I mean, yards. That's but great, prior, that's, that's great for a streamer. Great weeks, 100 yards and six touch, and yeah. a touchdown. But the two weeks prior, he had a total of five catches and 63 yards. So that's what caused for yeah. concern. But I don't know why because uh, he was above. He had at least 7.8 points in every game since. So he was a great streamer. Had 22 points last week. Gets to face the Chargers off of bye and then at San Francisco. So uh, I think you you can hold him. I think you should hold him. Um, Eric, what about Marquez Valdez-Scantling? He's strung together a few games with a touchdown now. And and then they activated uh, Lazar last week off IR. He didn't play. So do you think Valdez-Scantling is someone that you should be adding right now? Um, I think once Lazard is back in the lineup, he's definitely a very droppable person but if you're in a deeper league uh definitely hold on to him um but i mean i guess yeah hold on hold on hold on to him until lazard is fully healthy and back but i mean if they really like lazard there i think and i think he's going to be the clear number two once he's healthy maybe yeah. the number one maybe, <laughs> maybe no <laughs> i i'm trying to yeah because Devontae adams is going to play this week uh they said he's he'll be all right uh but if lazard does come back i'm wondering they're at indianapolis and then they're home at chicago they're home against chicago he could be a good option for them because the top two wide receivers might be getting some action. So definitely deeper leagues, 12 teams or, or lower. I'd be holding him. I agree there. Uh, Naeem Hines. He is really aggravating a lot of Jonathan Taylor owners, uh, myself included, but I do have some Naeem Hines shares around, so it's tough to complain, but Naeem Hines has been on fire. They have an amazing, amazing schedule. They don't face until the championship game, unfortunately, but, Besides that, they don't face a team worse than twenty fourth against the run. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for them. Uh, he had eighteen touches last week, two touchdowns. But I think you have to start him. I really do. Watching that game last was it the last Thursday? Was that Thursday they played? He uh, no, yeah. He just looked like their guy in that backfield. Passing and 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 rushing, receiving and rushing. I, I don't know. I think you almost have to like look when you if you have them on your roster, you almost have to consider putting them in your flex. Just because do, of the, I mean, just because of the the reception possibility. Yeah, Philip Rivers loves it. Uh, he's got ten catches and three touchdowns over the last three games. Uh, obviously, had a bad game against Baltimore, but besides that, they played Detroit the week before, and he had over nineteen points. This is all PPR, but. Like I said, they have an amazing schedule, and he's got to be added. I think you have to add him, but also do not 
Uh, do not underestimate Jonathan Taylor making a comeback here towards the uh, towards the uh, end. Of I'm the not. Year. I'm not underestimating Jonathan Taylor. I'm underestimating the coaching staff at this point. They're yeah. just not giving it to him. Like I, I know he had that big fumble a couple weeks ago. It just he's just not getting the opportunity. And who, if you would have told me that Hines was going to take away reps from Jonathan Taylor in Week Eleven, I'd say you're crazy. Um, oh, yeah. In the the season. Because I thought, I mean, we all talked about it. I thought Jonathan Taylor was the clear cut number one dynasty um, running back. Well, not clear cut because of Mr. Uh, uh, in Kansas City, but I thought Jonathan Taylor was going to have a great year. Um, but Jonathan Taylor is like fourth, fifth running backs from rookies right now. Um, I mean, I, I was scrolling through Twitter and somebody had a poll out and they were like, who's the. Who's the uh, number one uh, overall rookie running back? And it was four guys listed. It was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, Gibson, probably. Gibson, James Robinson. Um, I, I don't know why I can't think of it. But either way, it wasn't Jonathan Taylor. Swift. Like, wow. Oh, yeah, Swift. Swift. Yeah. Um, and it was just crazy to think that Gibson and James Robinson would be on a list above him. Yeah. Well, I just want to mention since we're talking about it, let's just listen to the rest of the season schedule. They have Green Bay, who's third, Tennessee, who's eighth, Houston, who's second. This is the amount of points they've allowed. So second most. Per most, position, per running Yeah, for, for running backs. Uh, so Tennessee was eighth, uh, Houston second, Vegas fifth, Houston second, and then Pittsburgh in the championship game, who is 31st. So like I said, they don't face anybody worse than eighth there. And – I think Jonathan Taylor is going to take that over. He just needs a few big runs for them to realize how great he is. He's going to do that against these off these defenses that um, are susceptible. So let me ask you quick then: Would you rather have Naeem Hines or Todd Gurley rest of season? PPR. Todd Gurley. Uh, that's not close for me. That's real close for me. I, Todd Gurley is so touchdown dependent right now. He needs that touchdown to have a to have a really good fantasy day for you. Where Hines, I mean, I know he's had a couple bad weeks, but I mean, like I said, that Thursday night game that I that we watched um, during our last episode, it just looked like they Phil Rivers and him have a connection. Phil Rivers loves him, and the coaching staff is just using them more than they're they're using the the second round pick that they just used um, on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so. So I mean, you, for I'm, me, it's, for me, it's more consistency. I mean, Hines has only had three games over ten fantasy points this week. This year. I guess, I guess I'll go Gurley this week just to see if what um, Indy does with their running backs this week. Those three games, though, are two out of the last three were in the last, you know, two out of the last three weeks. Those those three games that Hines had uh, all those points, he did those damages in weeks eight and ten and then week one. So it's been recent, but yeah. um, I, I, it's going to be tough right now with that indie backfield, uh, but hold out for them. So uh, one more. So Naeem Hines or Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones. 98-yard touchdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He still had 100 yard rush yards on top of that. I thought they were going to bench him again after he fumbled early. Could you? I my heart sunk. I was watching that. Uh, I was watching the game and he fumbled. And I, I, I tried to look wherever I could. How many? Like, what teams do I have him on? Because I, got, I'm going to hurt myself because nobody's yeah. going to take him. Yeah. And then he came back and I was, I was shocked because I, I texted in our group message. I was like, 
he fumbled again. LOL. And I, I was really shocked to see. I'm like, because I have I have a couple uh, leagues where I have Fournette. I'm like, I'm yelling at the TV. Why is Fournette not in a game? And now exactly. And, and Jones has wears a number 27. Where wasn't Fournette 27 in Jacksonville? So every time he touched the ball, I'm like, there he is, there he is. And then the announcer would be like Ronald Jones. I'm like, all right. Oh, that, that, so that you up, yeah, you bring up a good point, Eric. Are we? Uh, is Fournette droppable? No. No, with how many injuries there have been this year with running backs, he's not droppable, but very benchable. I definitely have looked at his name to drop him, but there's no one on waivers that has the potential that Fournette would have if Ronald Jones goes down. Yeah, but you're wasting a bench spot right now I don't, for a what if. It, yeah, you could pick could up, still have Stan. But it, let's but say it, Naeem, let's say Naeem Hines, for example. He's not there. I know. <laughs> okay, let's say Wayne um, Gallman. Salvin Ahmed. Wayne or Gallman. Wayne, I, Wayne Gallman, I'd probably think about it. I really would. I, think. I would I would take Wayne Gallman. Yeah. Um, um but Ahmed, but, even for the next three weeks. You got Ahmed for uh, Miami Salvin Ahmed. Two weeks. Um I would take him. I I would probably take Adrian Peterson this week. Like yeah. I would be dropping him for Adrian Peterson if I really. Had. Oh yeah, I, you, really. F- Jones, have, it's, it's, it's clear. A it's a difference between having to or just keeping him. Oh, of course. Body. Yeah, if you, if you if you can burn it and you you're you know you have that thought that Fournette can still be in there. My, mine's gone now I, after this fumble. Unless for some reason he keeps fumbling, which I understand if you think that's going to happen, but. Um, I mean, we saw the same thing: Ronald Jones fumble, and then Fournette took over. Yeah. And then what? Fournette, you said Fournette fumble last game, right? And then that's why one. That's why I beat Anthony because they uh they decided to bench him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ronald Jones that game, and Fournette what got me nine fantasy points. One thing I want to add before um before we get off, actually not really add, but it, back to Fournette. If I dropped him today, um, it'd be my luck where Ronald Jones gets hurt and this this coming weekend. And uh, and then I'm and then I'm screwed, but yeah, move on. Uh, don't say that. Um, yeah, uh, running through like I said, I don't think there's really any bail. Selvin Ahmed, we're going to talk about for Miami a little later. Wayne Gallman's been doing it, so he should be on a team. He's going to have a work the rest of the season. Uh, Richard Rogers, he should get supplanted by Goddard and the name, Hertz. The, na- the name that sticks out here, Antonio, is uh, Devontae Booker. Just because you- they traded. What's that? Uh, sorry, keep going. Just because the the touches he's getting. Last week, my uh, impress was um, the hell's our running back name? I can't think of his name right Josh now. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. And I, when I looked at the at the uh, stats, I'm like, 16 touches for Booker. I'm like, those should be half of those should be for Jacobs. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't I don't know if Jacobs is hurt or or what. It's a little concerning. Well, I, I think that was just a big, uh, a big. Well, he had a great game. That was the thing. Don't forget, he had his hundred twelve yards and two touchdowns. So they were kind of spelling, spelling him down. I think f- because they kind of controlled the whole game. Carr barely threw the ball. He only had like one hundred fifty yards. So uh, that's why it's tough for me to say Booker's an ad because I just I think it was game script. Well, he's not an ad. I'm just saying he, it's a it's a concern if you're a Jacobs fan or a Jacobs owner. Well, yeah, but it was thirty-seven to twelve. So, like I said, I think they were—they just—he got sat. Booker came in. There was a lot that was in the fourth quarter. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, it was a big blowout game. So, I think we'll pass through there. So, all right, makes sense. Then. Uh, yeah, makes sense. 
make sure you're following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Uh, make sure to follow myself at Antonio D. D-O-N-I-S-I-F-F, Antonio Denisi FF. Uh, and Eric, you can follow him at Eric D underscore FF and Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Uh, make sure you can check us out on YouTube. See our uh, see ourselves on there. You could check out all of our, our, our Bills gear that we got going on. I'm sure everybody's going to love to see that. <laughs> I was going to mention uh, when we first started. Uh, I did. Yeah, I just, I just noticed all three of us are wearing our Bills hats. The uh, what are they calling it? The Hail Murray or whatever? The Hail Murray isn't isn't stopping us from believing over here. Oh my goodness! You know I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it, I've never been I guess so not me Biggie, affected me by a loss. Well, we me and Biggie have been affected. We've been arguing <laughs> back and forth, calling each other stupid and dumb. <laughs> Over, over a play that you're literally... a brick raw, brick wall dude it, it was it was just so it was an amazing play i think we all know that i i thought it was the, the second that he almost got sacked i started clapping right i'm just clapping all right cool game's over he launches it whatever all i see is nothing but bill's jerseys and then all of a sudden the bottom of a pile comes out a cardinal wide receiver with a football i had such a bad feeling my head just drops after we scored i had the worst feeling i'm like something bad's gonna happen i just had it i don't know i you can't explain it it was in my opinion the best play i've seen since odell beckham's catch um so i mean i'm glad that i'll be able to remember that and the bills are still seven and three so that's great but i want to talk about kyler murray excluding thursday night's game i mean i'll include it in a moment but just more so talking through week 10 He's actually on a better pace for points wise, four points for passing touchdown than Kyler Murray, or I'm sorry, than Where Patrick Kyler Murray. Yeah, but then Pat, Patrick Mahomes in 2018 and Lamar Jackson in 2019. Mahomes had 26.1 points. Lamar averaged 28.1. Kyler was averaging 30.1 through week 10. Through week 11, I just did it because he actually scored his lowest of the season. He still is on pace to be – he's still beating. He has 29.18 points. So, Kyler is just having an absolutely astonishing year. Uh, obviously, he's doing um, he's doing it through the air with DeAndre Hopkins, but he's also doing it on the ground with his legs. Uh, well, let's, remember remember when you guys were questioning me because I had him at the fourth my fourth overall QB. Let's, let's pump the, let's ten pump. rushing touchdowns. Come on, let's he's gonna pump. he's gonna have sixteen rushing touchdowns let's on pace for Let's pump, let's pump the break. We're we're gonna talk about the schedule in a little bit. Um, there we are. There we are. But I just wanted to I just wanted to. He's mention got that some tough running. games. He's got the Patriots. He's got the Rams, the Giants. He's got the Eagles. Uh, the 49ers and the Rams again. So four out of six are you know pretty questionable games there so uh let's pump the yeah. brakes on him yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk about him in a, in a little bit uh but i, I want to talk about another thing real quick here uh just a sh- short little rant because right. i can hey don't be a jerk if Alex. you are out of the playoffs there is absolutely no need to try and ruin any type of integrity in your league, in week 11, week 12, week 10, especially near the trade deadline. Don't be trading away players that shouldn't be traded to top teams because you just want to give players away because you gave up. Don't be dropping players. 
don't just be doing asinine things that are just going to ruin the integrity of the league and just make a lot of managers unhappy. And then because, you know, people devote time, people devote effort, people want to have fun, but at the same point, people want to win. So it's tough to have fun if you're sitting here and doing so well all season and you're doing great sitting, you know, at one or two and all of a sudden, you know, third or fourth place just gets loaded with a bunch of players because 10th just wanted to make a trade, you know, obviously work those things out with your league and your commissioner and work, talk about locking players and whatnot, but, uh, and locking teams. But at the same point, just everybody should have that integrity, you know, get rid of the players that uh, maybe don't want to have that, uh, that mindset and want everybody to have a good time and, and have fun. But making... I, personally, I personally find it entertaining, Antonio. I like, I, lo- I like, you know, being at work and looking at my phone and seeing 200 text messages from people arguing about some silly trade that was made. Yeah, a very silly trade, which then turned out, I think, to be like 31 trades after that between the yeah. same two managers. So yeah. just, you know, just don't do stuff like that. I mean, it, it's just it's not fun for people. And I have another league that I'm in where someone was just dropping players. You know, Tyler Lockett got dropped. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got traded for, oh my goodness. I don't even remember. Cause it was so irate, but you know, those kind of things get adjusted, but it, it, it's just tough. I don't play in a veto league. I don't, I don't agree with vetoes, but I think if two managers make a consensual fair trade with no collusion, I'm, I'm all for it. But at the would same you veto, point, you, would, you, would you veto this trade Kareem hunt for, uh, um, tight end for green Bay. Uh, um, who, yes. Tunyon? Huh, yeah, him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't Let's, know. <laughs> a little shout out to Shane Sawicki, who runs a you know a fantasy football league. He. Uh, Let me guess. The uh, top team had Tanyan and a bottom team had Tanyan. No, no, I, I don't. I don't know. I think I think they're both like battling for a playoff spot, but. Uh, That's one, a tough part. It, one needed one needed a running back. One needed a tight end. But you're, I understand that por- that portion of it, but like. Really, I don't know. Couldn't get something better for him, but here's was this now? This was uh, a week ago. Oh man, I could understand if it was like week four when he had no, all of his no, touchdowns. No, no. This is like a week ago, and it just, you know, I don't know. It's it. Yeah, that's I mean, tough. That's... I, I, I see the point where like, oh, I need a tight end, so I, I have all these running backs. But you couldn't have gotten something better. But I mean, if you, if you also listen to our show, we we would have told you that it's not worth uh, spending a lot on tight ends. So, yeah, very true. <laughs> very true. Um, and that's the end of my rant. That's the end of my rant. So thank you, know, you the, for, for listening you know, to that. You know, those trades Antonio, that those people make, it's like a slap in everyone else's face. Like we don't know what's going on. I, you know? it's, yeah. I just, I don't know. When you, if you're going to be a joker, get into a joker league. I don't know. <laughs> so I think uh, with that, we should move over to our SS Streamboat for the week. Uh, we are no longer doing a little three-day three, three day inclusive. We are back to having a 10-day long stay. I think we're going to go up on the Norwegian cruise line, maybe see some up through Alaska, look at some good stuff up there, right? It's cold up there. It's a little cold up there. Well, we're, we're hitting the wintertime. We're hitting the wintertime. You ever been to Alaska? I have not. <laughs> have you? No, but I've seen a lot of a lot of great pictures yeah, uh, sure. from uh, a lot of good cruises that are on there. Man, like yeah. seeing a lot of icebergs, and Listen, it actually it's actually kind of nice. You want to see? Yeah, we want to go on a 
and US, Alaskan cruise. You want to see? Oh, you guys want to see icebergs? Come to my come to my house in December. I'll I'll make some icebergs in the backyard for you. Oh, thank you. Fifty bucks a trip. <laughs> that does sound pretty cheap. Yeah. You ever been on a cruise? I want to. I have never been on one either. I've Those, been on five. Yeah, I actually cruise a like My wife's been on a few, but that was pre us. I didn't well pre you. Uh, I didn't realize how big these cruise ships are. Um, I saw a picture of the Titanic next to a cruise ship <laughs> <laughs> recently <laughs> on like TikTok or whatever. <laughs> Damn, let's just say the size of these ships now they're it's bigger than Bosnia. <laughs> <laughs> the one the biggest one that we were on there was like i think the passengers was about 4500 and then there was like almost 1500 crew members 4500 wow. yeah, it was it was uh um it was like one of the royal caribbean cruise line i forgot which boat it was but there's towns like you need to get like a anthem, permit anthem yeah. of the seas there's towns in, in in the in this country that don't have 4,500 people living in it, but they got 45 people on a damn boat. Yeah, they have what like casinos, gyms. Yeah, there's casinos, and gyms. They got restaurants. There's got like multiple clubs pools, and stuff. restaurants, clubs. Were you uh, like one doing I, the uh, one I was talking about? Had a full basketball court that turned into a bumper cars court. They had bumper cars the one day. That's it. We, the, I mean, we're booking they're, it. They're crazy. Yeah, they're us fun. three. Then us you three. go to you go to all the islands. I mean, it's mafia. It's, Mafia goes uh, on the boat to do the show live. Mafia goes cruising. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, weren't you like in belly belly flopping contests? Oh yeah, there's belly. Yo, you killed. So it. I wasn't in it, but they had a belly flop oh. contest. Few of them. Uh, my wife and I, we won the uh, pool Olympics. We did. What? Ah, that's what it was. That one, yeah, it was pool Olympics. They had like we had teams and they we had a bunch of different rounds and did different things and it was. Fun. I got. I got to go on these damn. <laughs> Oh you, man! Yeah, you all just, right. You get the sorry one last thing, but you just get a drink package, man. You can drink all you want, eat all you, you can, want. There's you can bring a bottle on the ship. I mean, I don't know how it's gonna be after COVID, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes, be safe if we ever get yeah. by. But you can bring a bottle of your own, right? Each person can. No, bring you can't. Bottle. You can't bring your own. You can't bring a bottle of liquor. I thought. I thought I heard you could bring. Right. Well, may, I, mean, I think maybe. when you're like on the, I don't you gotta know. you gotta read the policies and stuff. But I don't. Know. Enough of TripAdvisor. Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, anyways, yeah, so we're, we're moving here over to the stream boat. We're going to talk about our quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end uh, for the week. And uh, Eric, why don't you get us started off here with your uh, quarterback? Um, that's a bad idea. One second. Um, stream boat. Two, two. For the stream boat. Two, two. Two, two, two. All right, yeah, so my quarterback is the leading passer of the in passing yards for the past two weeks and that is alex smith um uh, he's going up against the Bengals. um they're bottom five against quarterbacks right now and like we've mentioned in past weeks their offense likes to put up points so this could turn into a potential shootout um and like i said he he's been leading the league in passing yards the past two weeks he just hasn't gotten the touchdowns and i think that's going to turn around and he might be able to put up a couple touchdowns, a few hundred yards and have himself a good, good uh, week. Um, and then I'm, I'm doing all four, right? Yeah. You could list all four of your streams. All right. Um, then my running back, I'm going with Adrian Peterson, Detroit lions. Uh, you know, Deandre Swift is going to be out of this game. I just, you know, I can just see them. He is. He's out. 
Yeah, he's officially out. Yeah, yeah, That's he's out. Me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I I can see him being a guaranteed workload, at least 15, 16 touches. Um, so yeah, I'm not worried about you know putting him as a plug and play. And then for my wide receiver, I'm going Denzel Mims against the Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to want to come in here and guarantee them get themselves a win, uh, going up against the worst team in the league. They've had a lot of close games, and I think they want to make sure they get this one. So I think they're going to be throwing a lot. Um, not only that, you know, Mims had eight targets before the bye week when he was finally back healthy. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, he's, he's going to get in there, get a lot of targets, and they're going to have to keep throwing to keep up. And then my tight end, you Keenan, you were talking about earlier, is Logan Thomas going up against the Bengals. Kind of goes with Alex Smith here. Um you know, the, the past two games with Alex Smith, he's seen five-plus targets. For the tight ends right now, you know, you, you're hoping for something like that. Um, not only that, I don't think J.D. McKissick, McKissick is going to be getting double-digit targets every single game. That was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's 29 in yeah. the last two games. I was watching that game a little bit. Sorry to cut you off, Eric, but there was, like, times where I'm like, yeah, he's getting the targets, but he's not getting the catches. Just what it seemed yeah. like, but it was so. Yeah, he was even targets. he was even getting some catches. He just wasn't yeah. getting the yards. They were like, yeah. he's getting five yards here, there, but, but yeah. So I think that's going to spread out a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I think he'll be a good streamer for tight ends. He might not even be a streamer with the way it's look looking around. I mean, he might be picked up, but, um, but yeah, he's gonna have a decent perfect. Year. Perfect. All right, I'm gonna slide over to mine. And I published uh, I published an article for our streams or my stream earlier this week. So I am staying true to mine. My quarterback is Jameis Winston. I know we have Whoa. the recent news. Jason Hill. Like I said, I, I that's what I put out earlier this week. I am sticking with it because, yeah, Taysom Hill is going to get the start. That means you're going to get the first snap. I, I have a really hard time believing if New Orleans wants to win this game that Taysom Hill is going to be doing it behind center at Atlanta, who's going to be probably ready ready to rip roar and throw that ball. Like Matt Ryan's going to be going crazy. Uh, but Jameis Winston, hope you're right? I, I it, we're 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 streaming here, baby. Jameis Winston has his most career touchdowns against the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, played in the NFC South for Tampa Bay, um, but there's a reason that they grabbed him. And they let Teddy Bridgewater walk. Obviously, they didn't want to pay Teddy Bridgewater, but there's a reason they grabbed Jameis Winston. Didn't just say, "Hey, Taysom Hill's our second quarterback." Why wouldn't they have just done that? I know they're paying Taysom Hill more money, but Taysom Hill could line up as a tight end. ESPN leagues are allowing that. Uh, I just I think that J- Jameis Winston's going to be getting some throws in there, and I think he has a shot for a few touchdowns. How do you feel about that? I'm angry that ESPN's allowing. Uh, it's odd to me. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, make it. I don't know. I'm a couple of ESPN leagues. I'm not a big ESPN fan, so I really didn't care. But I thought that was. Yeah, I don't have any. I thought ESPN that was. Leagues. I thought that was silly. Not ESPN Matthew Barry. Matthew Barry like put out a huge tweet. Why? Why? Like just to like cover ESPN's own end. Just why it's okay for for you to start a at tight end. I mean, if it, if your league allows it, unfortunately, you maybe can they know something we don't. Is Winston going to be the starter after the first play? They don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my running back is Selvin Ahmed uh, for the Miami Dolphins at Denver. 
this was more a combination of the opponent and the opportunity. Uh, we saw Josh Jacobs. Uh, we just, you know, Keenan and I, we were just talking about it. Josh Jacobs had a resurrection last week with his 136 total yards and two touchdowns. Devontae Booker had almost 100 total yards. And we've seen the Dolphins use Miles Gaskin, who's currently on IR. We've seen them use him as a bell cow. We saw Selvin Ahmed get used as a bell cow with his 22 touches last week. And that's going to continue. So I'm very confident uh, with, with using Selvin Ahmed uh, this week. And hopefully if you were able to grab him, he could be more than just more than just this week. Uh, Cause they have Denver and then they have the jets next week uh, prior to prior to miles gas and coming back. Um, so I expect to see him a lot and uh, he should be an RB two strong RB two. My wide receiver, Jacoby Myers. He has a 40% target share each of the last three weeks. It's kind of, kind of wild. Um, but he's had 31 targets over those three games. So it's very hard to ignore him right now. Uh, after causing a lot of hype in the 2019 preseason, he kind of tapered off last year. This year, he really hasn't done too much, but now we are seeing him come through. Uh, obviously, it's a different quarterback, as we know, with Cam Newton. So the passes aren't the same, uh, but he's had at least five catches and 58 yards in all three of the last games. Um, and I think uh, with last game being a 10 to 7 barn burner uh it just made it kind of tough for him to do much so i, I think he's going to bounce back this week against houston um who allows some of the most passing yards uh over 260 passing yards a game tight end's gonna be dalton schultz at minnesota uh he's definitely been underwhelming for this season um especially being a rookie tight end but i think that's what we that's what we forget is that he is a rookie tight end uh and he's got a lot there's a lot of mouths to feed in that dallas offense uh but andy dalton is on track to come back and their defense, the Vikings, is allowing eight yards per attempt. And uh, they allow the 13 most, most points to tight ends. So I think Andy Dalton's going to uh, deliver some some balls to, to Dalton Schultz way. It's going to be a Dalton the Dalton game. And he's averaged at least six targets in his last four games. So if he can get in the end zone, he's going to be really nice for you. I know the Vikings just shut out Jimmy Graham, but uh, the Cowboys are a, a little bit more of a <laughs> – they have a little bit more options than uh, than the Vikings had. Can I, can I actually uh, mention something on your Winston stream here? No, but you can try. Right, uh, well, I was just saying, if you are correct, and he does actually get the play. Oh, I know where you're going. He, he could be the ultimate DFS play. DraftKings yeah. or FanDuel. If you got a couple bucks to waste, make a lineup with him as your QB. I'm telling you, there is, there is no way that Taysom Hill is playing this whole game. Not happening at quarterback. You wanna you wanna bet that he'll get sixty percent or more snap of the snaps? I made a bet. I made a bet that uh, <laughs> I don't know why Alex bet me that uh, he bet Taysom Hill would throw more than three hundred passing yards. That's not happening. So, I was like, all right. But, Ale- but Ale- Alex has known everything. Has no knows everything the last couple of weeks. So hey, that's the AK guru. We gotta be we gotta be careful. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, no, but he, he had hey he had a good Mike Davis call. It was a good Mike Davis call. Yeah, um, so let's a, write this down. In a hide call. In a hide call. Yeah, we'll give it to <laughs> yeah, him. That's what I meant. Maybe, sorry. maybe we'll bring him on. Maybe we'll bring him on one day. Oh yeah, we might have to get him on. Yeah. So all right, let's go for a six pack uh, wager. Sixty percent. Taysom we a, Hill. We need to tally up these six packs up because there's been <laughs> a lot of bets. Sixty <laughs> percent behind center, and I got Jameis Winston. All I'm right. Sh- I'm sure I owe a couple six packs to both of you. We'll see. All right. Yeah, that'll uh, be good, man. So, like I said, that's what good. So, yeah, Keenan, take uh, us home. 
Yep. All right. So for a quarterback, I got Cam Newton playing Houston. I, I know I've, you know, kind of downplayed Cam Newton all year. I've been nervous to trust him, but I mean, this matchup against the Texans, I think it's pretty good. Um, we see Newton rush for a score in two games this season at this point, at this point, he's due for another good game where he scores a couple rushing touchdowns, especially, I think this week you could almost pencil him in for one, especially against that Houston defense. It's allowed a dozen rushing scores out um, this season. Um, four of the past five quarterbacks to play the Texans have also had at least 23 fantasy points. So if you're looking for a stream, I think Cam Newton has a decent game. Uh, my boy for running back, LaMichael Pirine, I picked him up in almost all my leagues, um, dropped him in a couple and kind of kicking myself after the news. Um, looks like he's going to be the lead back there in, um, in New York. Um, I know he plays for the Jets and all, but uh, someone's got to get those carries. Um, they played the Chargers this week, and the Chargers had a tough time uh, containing uh, Selvian. What's his name? Selvin Ahmed. Is that Selvin a, Ahmed. Yeah. Selvin Ahmed. Um, and that can, I mean, that can mean a lot of th- a lot of good things to come for Pirine this week. Um, and LA allows four point seven yards per carry. And like I said, plays for the Jets, but someone's got to get those touches. Um, and I think Eric, you're gonna like this. Um, maybe not. Maybe maybe you won't like it, but we'll see. For wide receiver, I got Josh Reynolds. Uh, he's playing Tampa this week. Uh, Reynolds has been very impressive. Eric, pay attention. Uh, <laughs> um, he's seen more targets than Robert Woods, 32, 32 to twenty nine the last few weeks. He's had he scored more fantasy points than Cooper Cup this this year so far. He's seen more air yards per per week than both of those players. His targets have climbed in the last five games. Um, he's seen at least eight or more in the, in three straight targets in the last three games. Uh, so I think this week, if you need a good start, I think Josh Reynolds and especially in that LA um, offense that can that can have that can score thirty plus points. What was the uh, what was the Reynolds stat on the more points than Cooper Cup? He scored more. I think in the last, three the last weeks. couple of games. Okay, that's what I thought. Game. I'm sorry. In the last just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah no, not the whole season. Last three weeks. Um, let's see here. Uh, I mean, obviously Woods and Cup. You're going to start those guys, but if you need, uh, you know, someone, someone to fill in, I think Reynolds would be a perfect sleeper this week. Well, but the other reason too, like not, I mean, just interject just a little. Like, uh, you have to also look this week that the Bucks' defense, Carlton Davis and James Dean or Jamel Dean, geez, <laughs> James Dean, wow, uh, Jamel Dean uh, are going to be covering Woods and Josh yeah. Reynolds, so um, it'll be tough for Woods. They're mostly on the perimeter, so it'll be interesting if they put Reynolds in the slot too. But I, I think you're right; he could do more damage than Woods. Yeah, and Cup. Yeah, and especially if they fall behind to Tampa, um, golf's gonna have to throw, air the ball out more. It's so. gonna be a good game. Probably might be. It's gonna be a real good game. Is that a primetime game? Is that a Sunday night game? Monday night. Monday night. Who's the Sunday night game? I know they have a good slate this week of primetime games. Uh, I'll double check that. Yeah, look that up. Uh, my last one is Austin Hooper. Um, he plays the Eagles this week. Um, I know. All three of us wanted Hooper to have a better year, but he's had, he struggled throughout the year with injuries and, and production. Um, he didn't do much last week. I mean, but who can do anything when there's a, a hurricane in the stadium? Um, but I'm projecting that he bounces back this week. Um, I think he's going to have to start getting some more targets. 
we've, we talked about how Mayfield loves his tight ends throughout the years. And I don't know if the, this year he's not targeting him as much, but I think that especially it, he has a favorable matchup against the Eagles this week. Um, I think he gets at least a good, at least five to six targets, hopefully in a touchdown. Chiefs Raiders Sunday night. Yeah, the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr would be a nice stream if anybody's leery or worried about Jameis Winston or don't like any of those other two Jokers options. Wow. We're not the, the one. Jokers. We're, we're, not, we're not the one streaming stream a backup. Yeah, we're not streaming a third string quarterback. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Oh, yeah, I see you just said third string. Well, think about This is funny. So I just saw a tweet. Uh, so Drew Brees is on IR, and they're going to sign Trevor Simeon. What? Could you imagine if Simeon gets uh you know goes over Jameis too? They're gonna cut they're gonna cut Winston tomorrow. Man, I don't know. He's he's just got a bright future though. Dynasty players, you should yeah. probably try to buy low, especially well, super well, flex. People, I mean people try to buy him low in our in our super Exactly. Flex. Someone offered me a second, you know, and a third or whatever. I'm like it's tough if you were holding him now to get rid of him. Yeah, at because, this point like, I'll you're, keep him. you're waiting, right? Yeah. Right. All right, so that's our uh, that's our streamboat for the week, for the ten day, uh, Atlantic, jeez, Alaskan cruise. Yeah, we're, maybe we'll go to Atlantis one of these days too. Be nice. Be There's nice. a lot of places that we have. Stop. What did he say? He says he has. He's just bragging again about his cruises. Yeah. Did you find it? No. Oh, it's always lost. All right, we're gonna move on to our to our schedules. I know, Brandon, you ended up on um, COVID IR again. What the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, Mixon's out. Brandon, are you is close contact with COVID? It's all coming. It's all coming around. Um. All right, so let's talk about a couple of players uh, and teams and schedules and good and the bad and what we're gonna like and what we're not gonna like. So uh, let's let's start it off here with. Um, Weeks 11 through 13, the Ravens have some favorable schedule. Actually, I'm sorry. Weeks 11 through 16, the Ravens look pretty pretty good with their schedule. Uh, Matt Ryan has a good week 11 through 13. Uh, the Bears running backs, which we don't really care about. Um, but the Ravens players, are you buying low right now on the Ravens? Because, you know, Marquise Brown's not doing super, uh, not doing so well. Lamar Jackson, we know, has been struggling a little bit. Uh, Dobbins hasn't really broke through. Mark Andrews. Yeah. I already traded for Andrews. I just traded Keenan, actually. Keenan Ueno. Um I don't know if you I, saw. Did you see that trade, Antonio? I'm sick of Andrews. I traded him. It was all. in. It was in our league with uh, with Alex. Uh, our main league. Um, we have like ten main leagues. Was the trade? Yeah, no. That's why it was tough. It was um, Terry McLaurin, Mark Andrews, and Melvin Gordon. Is what yeah. I got. I gave you Aaron Jones. Uh huh. Noah Fan. Yeah. And uh, and uh, wide receiver for Carolina. Uh, oh, Robbie Anderson. No. no, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Well, the, yeah. the the reason the reason I traded Scary Terry, and you know everyone knows I love Scary Terry, is I I just filled, I traded for another wide receiver to fill his void in the trade. So that makes sense. Yeah. So then I Um, grabbed a running back. So you grab Andrews. I mean, are you grabbing Marquise Brown at all? We know, I mean, Marquise Brown's been missed a bit. 
should have more touchdowns, should have more yards. Um, I feel really like has... the, the future is only going to be better for him. Um, I mean, you can buy him pretty low, I feel like. Do you, do you mean immediate future, or are we talking a year or two from now? Uh, just rest oh, of season. because Yeah, rest of season even. I mean, yeah, the last four games he hasn't topped eight points. It's it's been very tough. It's been he's been struggling, but they have Tennessee, then they're at Pittsburgh, Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and then the Giants for the championship. So none of those teams against wide receivers are uh, bottom half. Uh, they're all bottom half for giving up points. So this um, is probably the uh, best time to buy him in a dynasty league if you want to buy him. Because there are people, his, some of his owners, you know, going into the season were all about him, but now I feel like half of them are kind of just not bought in on him anymore. I'm on that half. I, I, yeah. I took him to you. I, I mean, mean, look, though. In the Kiffer McCaffrey trade. Like, I just, I mean, the first, so the first uh, nine games that Marquise Brown played, he had five of them against, you know, top 12 defenses. So it's been showing for some of those games. Uh, why it's been tough? Obviously, like I said, Lamar struggling. I, I just, yeah, I think he's got not only that. Back. We need to talk and about J.K. Dobbins. We need to talk about Baltimore here, and I need to agree yet disagree with Mr. Keenan here. Um, you, I'm, I'm, so I'm disagreeing with you that Lamar is bad, but I'm agreeing with you that defense has figured out the blueprint. Um, and let me tell you why. So I don't think he's, I don't think Lamar is bad. I think long-term he's going to be fine. And I agree with you with that. They figured out the blueprint because they did. The blueprint was Mark Andrews. Um, if you look at it, look at it. Lamar this year has had four games with over 20 fantasy points. Three of those games were three of Mark Andrews top four games fantasy wise as well. So these defenses are shutting Andrews down, which is shutting that whole offense down. Shutting the middle of the field down. Yeah, they shut the middle of the field down, then the cornerbacks are paying attention to Marquise, and, and that's what they're doing. And Lamar's not running just as well, much, but he's running efficiently. Well, we talked about we talked about the blueprint when it came to Josh Allen, too, how after the first four weeks, you know, people's teams started playing zone, and we're like, okay, now it's, you know, time for the coordinator and Allen to figure out, you know, what defenses are doing and adjust. And they did in a pretty quick time. I, I would say three, what, three games that they figured it, figured it out. And then he bounced back against Seattle, had a pretty game against pretty good game against Arizona. But I mean, when is Baltimore going to figure out or Lamar Jackson going to figure it out. Like, that's it, what I was about to say. Is, we're, all, we're going on a whole year almost. I think yeah. these next two weeks are yeah. massive. It's going to be interesting because this game against Tennessee this week is a rematch last year of their playoff game where Tennessee shut them down. So yeah. Derrick Henry I, ran all over them. I think it's time for that. They know it's time for them to get in playoff form, and I think they're going to get Mark Andrews going, and I think that's what they started to do this last game. They're, they're in trouble. If they yeah, lose I, think, game, I think if they lose this, this game, they, they might not have a playoff form. Let's but the schedule that. just gets so much better. Like, besides, you have this week against Tennessee, so we'll see, right? Then you got Pittsburgh. After that, though, you got Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. Do any of those worry you? And I know, like you're saying, Lamar's Jackson's been tough, but he's only played against two top 10 defenses this year. Uh, two, sorry, two bottom 10 defenses. 
so was, far for fantasy I, points. I was going to say that worries me even more. Yeah. So it's just it's the schedule gets better. So I think all Ravens are by. Um, I think we kind of covered a lot of that. Uh, what wanna, about not the I, running backs though? Oh yeah, not the running backs. Yeah, let's talk about not Dobbins real quick. I just want to be clear. I I loved Lamar Jackson coming out of college. I did. Right. I just he besides last year, he since then he hasn't showed much. Since that playoff game, he hasn't showed much. And, and I mean, this New England game also, wolf, but gone. Yeah, it's it's been some struggles, but I know a lot of a lot of our listeners have seen the side of your fence that you're on. Uh, so for Dobbins or for at least the running back, so they got Pittsburgh and Cleveland who are top eight defenses, but I'm not too worried about Cleveland really. Uh, besides that, though, Tennessee, Dallas, Jacksonville, and uh, the Giants really aren't too tough with. Uh, running it's just game script and working on Dobbins so I don't know if we haven't seen the breakout yet it's tough to say over the next couple of weeks the only thing only thing I'm buying is Dobbins in a dynasty league yeah yeah That's I was just it. thinking if, that too if That's you it. haven't if he hasn't broken out now even with Ingram missing a couple games with injury he's not doing it this year he kind of yeah. broke out he had some good games yeah he, he had the one good game but and then the Ravens won't give it. To it I think right yeah, now that's, is that's potentially right now is potentially going to be the lowest his value is ever going to be in a dynasty league that's cool. Yeah, At, you know, down. very true. Until, obviously, until he's older. But, Let me write know. that down right now. <laughs> so let's talk about Matt Ryan. All right, um, they just came off their bye. Calvin Ridley is hopefully coming back, uh, so hopefully the team is is healthier. They have New Orleans, Las Vegas, New Orleans, and then the Chargers, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. So all of those games sound like they could definitely be shootouts. And playing at Kansas City in the championship game, I, I kind of like that. I know people would be worried about that, but that would be pretty nice to watch Julio and Ridley and Hurst uh, going up against that Kansas City defense. So I feel like Matt Ryan is someone you could be buying. And Matt Ryan, for me, I think he's going to be a top eight quarterback rest of season. So that's definitely somebody that could have some some large games for you. Uh, what do you guys think? Obviously, that entails with are you worried about Calvin Ridley's injury or Julio at all? I guess the leap year wasn't going to happen this year, guys, huh? It's the, the yards are there. He's the yards are there. It's just the touchdowns haven't been as as far. But he hasn't been throwing a lot of picks either. It's it's interesting. He's been more efficient. Yeah, I like it though. I, I yeah. like him. I mean, yeah, I like everyone there from Atlanta. And really. Not not a lot of people even want Matt Ryan, so I feel like for what you you have to pay for him, it's going to be worth it. I. I dropped Matt Ride and then picked him up the following week. People are not – like you said, people don't like Matt Ride, right? Yeah, now. I got him off waivers just, yeah. I think, last week in the league. Matt, um, Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford rest of season? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Cam Newton. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Oh. That, was, that was a bad one. Okay, Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. Ooh. I don't know, man. I Deshaun has struggled. Like he's not he's not the same player ever since Hopkins was traded. I'm gonna go Matt Ryan. He's just got more weapons. I I think you have to because man, yeah. like Deshaun Watson's one of the players that have a rough schedule. That too. Uh, for quarterback, like the rest of season, they don't have anything good till the championship week against Cincinnati. They have New England this week at Detroit. Actually, Detroit's not bad. Then it's Indianapolis at Chicago, Indianapolis, and then yeah. home against Cincinnati. So, uh, one more Ben Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan. Same thing with Roethlisberger. He's, I mean, look at what happened. Dallas was able to shut that offense down. Um, I, 
they just control the game. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, is he like early, like starting to go into a, the portion of his career where he becomes a clock manager? That's what they're, yeah. I, they're, they're not, the norm, they're not going 650 pass yeah. attempts. I don't know. It's been interesting. They're actually only, they're actually only like half a point different from each other. They're both 12th and 13th in, in rankings right cool. now. Matt Ryan and Ben, Big Ben. Big Ben's 12th and Matt Ryan's 13th. Yeah. I mean, like I said, only a half a point difference in, in fantasy points was. Yeah. Um, so, but I think I'm going Matt Ryan. Rest of yeah, season. me too. I'm going to go with yeah, Matt so Ryan. Would I. Yeah. Um, I actually think Matt Ryan would be better than Herbert rest of the season, but that might be just yeah, I'm not going there. I like so, Herbert a lot. What, he's he's beaten Matt Ryan by like 20 points right now, and he played what? I don't did, Matt Ryan didn't miss any games, did he? No. But no. I – so let's let's talk about Miami real quick. Um, I know we talked about them a little bit more, but Miami for all positions, tight end for Mike Kosicki, Tua, quarterback, uh, Preston Williams if he comes back, or Preston Williams won't be back, but um, he might be. But Devontae Parker, uh, Jacoby, or geez, Jakeem Grant, I'm sorry, and then obviously Savan Ahmed, Selvan Ahmed, and Miles Gaskin. So all of them have very favorable matchups. Are they are they by lows for you guys? Anybody there? Like Mike Kosicki, maybe especially, with how bad he's done. <laughs> if he's if he's not on your waiver wire, I mean he's down. I think if you're percent. if you're a team that's in in good a good spot to be made, and you you know it's looking good to be making playoffs and whatnot, I think you can buy Gaskin right now if you need a running back, you know, for the playoffs. But I'm not I'm not spending a lot to get these guys. Jaseki, I think you can get right off of waivers. I mean, he hasn't really done much. Yeah, but. I'm not I, – I said it last week, and I'll say it this week. Miami's luck is going to run out. I actually traded away Gaskins in a dynasty league. I, I don't think Miami's that good, guys. I really don't. I think they've run into a lot of, you know, a lot of teams that didn't take them seriously. They've gotten defensive touchdowns to keep them to, – to keep them in – to win them games pretty much. Yeah, but that's the but thing. What, it's been what happens? What happens when yeah they get in shootout or trying their offense needs to score? I know I'm kind of drifting away from dynasty purposes here, but I like like Eric said, I'm not I'm not buying high at any of these guys. It's going to be a very very minimum that I'm offering for anybody. But Keenan, they've scored Except at least boy 28 Gaskins. points. Yeah, but they've scored at least 28 points in the last three games, and they played the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Chargers. Their luck's going to run out. It, I hear you, but now they're going to play Denver, who's gotten. No, a beat, I actually beat think up they're lock. a pretty good team. It's, yeah, it's a very good defense, and if Tua can keep the offense humming, they'll be, they'll do well. They're they're at Denver. But he's not, but he's not keeping that offense humming. He hasn't even started humming the offense. I don't know. I would disagree. I think last week he showed he showed a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just I'm not. I think they're a good team, and you know I think they're they're very usable fantasy assets. I'm just I'm not paying up to get any of them i'll pay you know if i like i said if i'm if i'm a top team there's no sexy playoffs name. and i need a running back come come in a couple weeks yeah i'll try and get gaskin somehow yeah. i think two of them might might have a chance to be a top 10 quarterback yeah, um, if you're in a if you're in a super flex league or even right. a one qb league and you need something yeah. you'll probably get to a pretty Full cheap. prediction i think they well, str- i think they struggle in denver this week well, oh, that would be interesting, you know, without Drew Locke, too. And well, actually, he might play, but he's playing. Uh, it seems playing. I think they may not actually really struggle until week 14 when they play Kansas City. Then they have New England and they're at Vegas. So, right now, against Denver, the Jets, and Cincinnati. Listen, for our Buffalo, for our Buffalo Bills sake, they better start friggin' struggling. <laughs> but I do see, I do see Miami, uh, 
possibly drafting a running back next year. So I would say if you're in a dynasty league, if you can sell Gaskin, I actually just sold him for Mike Williams in a league. So I'm pretty go. happy about that. I thought you were going to say Mike. I thought you were going to say Mike Evans. No, no. <laughs> most so, but with the way about, Herbert's been playing, you know, I'm I'm happy about that. What about uh, if you're a team on the fringe right now and you need to get uh, some wins? Would you grab someone like DJ Chark? Uh, he plays Pittsburgh, Cleveland, then Minnesota the next three weeks. Uh, all, all uh, bottom twelve and pass, uh, pass, fancy points given up. Who are we talking about? Yeah, so, yeah I DJ think he's Chark. another one you can get pretty cheap. He's no, I'm, I'm impressed yeah. this week. So you know, and, I love yeah, with my boy Luton. DJ. Yeah, it's been with the way Luton's been throwing it. Um, did, or did Luton, jeez. Did they say that? Um, what's his face is coming back, Minshew. Uh, he'll be coming back. He but might not be as, missing. He might not be a starter. Yeah, I don't think they can go back to him, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's they haven't won with with Lutton so far. I'm not expecting to win much, but I, I think the next couple game. weeks, Chark could be Chark could be a, a good help, uh, especially if Chenault's going to keep being out. Yeah. Uh, so what about uh, Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers does not have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady do not have good weeks 11 through 13. Uh, Tom Brady. Is at he has home to Minnesota, and then, oh, I'm sorry, not home to Minnesota. Let's talk about Rodgers. <laughs> he's uh, uh, he's got Indy, Indy Chicago, Chicago, and Philly. So I'm not talking about Philly, but the next two weeks are rough. But then he's at Detroit, home to Carolina, home to Tennessee. I mean, Rodgers could be a league winner in the playoffs for you. But the next three weeks, if you have him, are you going to be able? to like, let's say you have Aaron Rodgers and Tua. Are you playing Tua this week? Or no, maybe not this week. What about next week? Are you playing Tua uh, next week when Aaron Rodgers is going to be home against Carolina and you're going to have Tua against the Jets? Nope. I'm not sitting Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Are you? I I don't know. I think I'd have to see how this week goes um, for Aaron Rodgers to then maybe, maybe I mean, decide. He's, he's, he's playing a... MVP Aaron Rodgers level. I mean, I didn't mean Carolina, by the way. I meant Chicago. He plays next week because he plays Indy this week. If he doesn't do well, which is kind of they're the worst, they're the best defense. So we're kind of expecting maybe not that great of a game. But if he doesn't do that and then he goes to play Chicago, it's going to be tough for me if Tua does well in Denver and then is about to play the Jets. I don't know. Um, What about, okay, so Stafford or Matt Ryan? I mean, not Stafford, Rodgers. You could have Rodgers and Matt Ryan on your team. And I think it all just depends on this week, but you, maybe you're right. You got to play him, but Tom Brady though, Brady's playing um, against the Rams who are 31st against the pass. Then they got Kansas city, which you're hoping is a shootout. And then he's on a bye. So you're a little yeah, tough that's... with Brady, but then he comes back to Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. So but same thing with Brady. There's a, there's leagues that wa- Brady's on waivers. Still people can pick him up. At least in some of my leagues. Yeah, he's ninety five percent now on Yahoo. Oh, is he? He's a, he, yeah, got up he, there. he was, I think, up until a few weeks ago. Um, but uh, Jared Goff as well in the playoffs. The Rams could do do real well. Jared Goff could be a league winner. He's got New England, then the Jets, and then Seattle. Seattle Week sixteen just is so mouth watering for both teams. I know the first time they matched up, it wasn't too great, but I think he has a good shot. Um, let's just move quick to uh, some not favorable schedules. We talked about the Bucks wide receivers, guys. We were talking about them off air. We're talking about them now. Uh, 
we just talked about Brady. Are you what are you doing with these Bucks wide receivers? Uh, all of them had at least sixty-seven yards last week. Uh, Brown, Brown, uh, Evans, and Godwin, and six catches or targets. So, what are you thinking right now with these three? I gotta say, I was telling you guys earlier with Mike Evans, I'm really not worried because both of the past two weeks he had touchdown pet catch just drop right through his hands. And I don't believe that he's going to continue to drop those balls. And I think he's going to have some more touchdowns coming his way. And he's still, he's still up there in, in targets, you know, the past couple of weeks, he's gotten some of the most targets in, on the team. You know, he's still getting 50 to 60 yards, at least a game. And if he's getting those touchdowns, his stat line is going to look much nicer. And Godwin, I, I think you just got to hold him right now and just hope he comes back to form. He's had some injuries, but I don't really think you're going to get, you know, anything crazy in a trade. I'm so fatigued about talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver. Yeah, I kind of liked what Eric had to say there. Yeah, yeah I think you got to hold everybody, and nobody's going to buy them. I agree. Uh, temper expectations this week. Uh, Keenan, James Robinson. James Robinson has been dealing wow. with – yeah, he's been dealing with a really, really good schedule – uh, throughout the season, he's been taking advantage of those matchups. They have only faced one team, two teams that were in uh, worse than the top 12 and giving up fantasy points. But now the next six games, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Minnesota, Tennessee, Baltimore, Chicago. Some of those games don't worry you, of course, but you got to think about how that offense is going to be running with Lutton against those defenses. And if they're not doing much and they can't establish a run game, I don't like him the rest of the year. And right um, I'm I'm yeah. actually holding him. I mean, unless yeah. depending on what you're going to get offered for him, if you can trade him for like a Nick Chubb or uh, I, I don't him. even know, maybe even Miles Sanders, maybe even Nick Chubb, Miles. I mean, I don't even know because it's, it's, I still think he's going to be a top ten running back rest of season. It's so well, not it's only well, that, not only that, but I I don't think Jacksonville wants to actually win games, so I don't see why they're going to go away from using him. If Swift was healthy. I would trade Robinson for Swift right now. I was just about to actually ask you if you, you could definitely get Swift plus for him. Yeah. Um, even though Swift's going to be out this week, he has a schedule that is, I mean, he is the ultimate buy this week with him being out. Uh, it's going to stink because he probably would have a great game this week against Carolina, but then he's got Houston, then Chicago, which that's really the only one I'm worried about. And then it's, then it's Green Bay, Tennessee, Tampa Bay. And they're showing right now that they were going to work him, which – Really is unfortunate he's not going to play this week. But uh, would you rather have DeAndre Swift or Zeke Elliott rest of season? Hmm. Um, I'm probably still sticking Zeke. Yeah, I'll probably stick. If if I'm questioning it, I'm just going to stick with Zeke. What about Swift or Edwards Lair? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Swift. I think. Just because has Hilaire had a good game since Bell signed? No, he's getting a lot less touches, and then they had a bye week, so we'll see. Maybe. Well, you see, you see, one's trending the other way, and one's trending up. You, I think you have to go with Swift. I think I would because I think you can actually potentially get Swift plus. I mean, in all these deals, you can get Swift. You should be able to get. I mean, for Robinson, Zeke, um, whatever, you should be able to get. Swift plus. I mean, yeah, but. I can agree with that. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, guys. The Buffalo Bills, uh, Josh Allen especially, 
they do not have uh, a great end of the end of the year. They got a bye week. The Chargers is a favorable matchup uh, at San Fran, then Pittsburgh at Denver and at New England to end the season. Are you guys worried about Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley? What are we doing with these guys right now? I think I'm hanging on to him. I really not not to bring my Buffalo bias out of it, but I think I've seen enough from this offense throughout the year where it's one of the top offenses in the league, and they're going to put up 25 plus plus points every week. The thing that the thing that worries me is the the three games that the Bills played where they played top five, top six defenses was the Rams, the Chiefs, the Patriots. And those two out of those three games, the Rams and the Patriots, uh, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs and the Patriots were his two worst games of the season. The Rams, we know he had a great first half and then struggled the second half. So and I think Tennessee game, there was a uh, tsunami in, in the stadium. So. Yep. Tennessee game had some rough weather. So yeah. that was questionable. And then the Jets game, we know how that kind and of. And also, out. he was kind of battling a shoulder injury, which. Right. Which was right, which, brought up. Um, and that was during that time frame. Yeah. So I. So I mean, I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying put with him. Yeah. I mean, that's you're seeing. You're seeing the first four games, he had nothing less than 25 points, had over 33 points twice. Then he had that four game stretch where they were talking about him potentially being injured. He didn't have more than 19 points. Now, the last two games, 20, 40 and 28. I mean, uh, I'm not worried about the Chargers. Sam Fran, they're a good defense. They're traveling across country. I think he could still put up points. They have Pittsburgh at home. That could be an advantage. And then at Denver and at New England in the championship. I don't know if I'm too worried about at New England in the championship. New England might I'm not worried about him. Yeah, New England might everybody. Yeah, New England might yeah, I mean, I'm worried about Diggs. I'll be honest. I'm worried about Diggs a little bit, but isn't I think he leading the Isn't he leading the league in receiving yards right now? He is, and yeah, targets. So, and I think, and I think for how I mean, if you got Beasley on your team in a redraft league, it's probably got him off waivers, and I think he's highly exceeding any expectations you ever had of him. So, not really worried about him as well. Well, you keep I, him on your bench, though. I mean, I know we were talking about adding. Oh, yeah. Beamer, I think you so have to. He's, have, he's have having to. A, a great year, especially. I mean, I I got him in a few deep. I mean, in a ten-team league, you're probably not. Yeah. I mean, maybe even he's like I said, he's having a really good year. I mean, he's a very good flux option. So. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the last one: Tennessee Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. He's got a rough next two weeks, but after that, it gets pretty easy, and that kind of I guess coincides with AJ Brown as well. Uh, he's got, uh, like we said, they play Baltimore this week and then they play against Indy, but then they have Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, and then Green Bay for the championship. So if AJ Brown struggles again this week, that'll be two of the last, that'll be three of the last four weeks where he potentially could be struggling. Do you think he'd be a good buy? A lot of people might not have their, uh, trade deadlines till Thanksgiving. So do you think it's a good chance to be buying AJ Brown or Tannehill? I guess. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I, I, I'm I'm a little opposite on the way from the Bills to the Titans, where we see the the Bills, you know, throw the ball a lot. They don't feature their running backs a lot. Where the Titans are kind of the opposite of that, where they feature Derrick Henry and as they should. Um, so I think I'm staying away from Tannehill. I think. But I'll, I, if I have a chance to buy A.J. Brown, obviously I'm going to buy, 
try to buy one of the best wide receivers in the game. I think you could replace Tannehill with a waiver waiver quarterback. Yeah, I think you need to get Derrick Henry too. Um, he's been struggling as well, and he's going to look to possibly struggle for this week against, you know, both like I said, Baltimore, Andy, Cleveland, uh, tough run defenses, but Cleveland again, not so much. But then it's Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay, like we said. That's that's sixth, first, and third in points allowed. So Derrick Henry can 100% be a league winner again. I think he's going to be the last one that we're talking about for the schedules. So uh, hopefully that did help you out there. Uh, we're going to round it out with our stresses and impresses, get the episode wrapped up. Actually, I might end it with a mafia market too. Had a little nice trade I wanted to mention. Uh, we'll see if we get there. So Keenan, do you want to start us with your impresses? I sure do. Um, let me just scroll up. There we are. There we go. Uh, first one, I got Antonio Gibson, my boy. Um, he's been crushing it. Um, he had a pretty good week last week. Uh, 22 fantasy points against the Lions. Finished RB7, I believe, uh, this past weekend. Um, it was the second highest total of the season, and he has been really consistent. Uh, he's had 12 fantasy points in the last six out of eight games, four rushing times in the last three games combined. But he's also starting to see some targets. I think, Eric, you mentioned that we're, we're going to see a little bit more of him and less of uh, J.D. McKinnon. McKissick, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I do like him. He's playing the Bengals this week, which is a good matchup. They allow they allow a lot of rushing yards, and but that's, they don't really allow that many touchdowns for running backs. But I, th- I think you should be all right with getting the getting good rushing production and um, receptions from him. My second one is Jerry Judy uh, versus Miami. Um, I. As long as you know he's healthy, I think, I think Jerry Judy is going to be. You're going to have to start him um, rest of the season. He's getting double digits fantasy points in third in three straight games. Um, he's had at least eight targets in every game um, during this streak, and he should continue against the Dolphins this week. Miami has allowed the tenth most fantasy points to receivers. I know we talked about how great their defense is, but they're allowing uh, big big production out of the wide receiving. Uh, wide receivers. My last one is Tyler Boyd. Um, had had Swift in here until you guys told me that he was not playing. Uh, that's a very sad moment for me. Um, but I, I Tyler Boyd. I mean, he's getting 21 target sharing target share this season. He's that's tied 25th in the NFL. Current, currently, he ranks as the wide receiver 16 in PPR. Um, he has totaled eight or more targets in seven of the nine games this season. Um, so I, I could see him having a really good game against Washington who, who allowed Marvin Jones to have a great game this past week and Marvin Hall, right? He had all, he also had a big touchdown. Yep. Um, so Marvin Jones, yeah. Um, no, Marvin so, Hall did. Yep, sorry. Yeah. So uh, look for Boyd to uh, bounce back this week after, after, uh, after a down game against the Steelers. I'll go with mine now. I'll do my impresses. And my first one is James Conner going up against the Jags. Uh, as we talked about earlier, Jags are bottom six against running backs right now. Um, not only that, if the Steelers get up early, they could just pound the rock with Conner. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin's been getting questioned about the running game, and I think he's going to want to prove a point and really, really get a, a good um, a get-right game for James Conner here. Um my second one is DJ Shark going up against the Steelers. So same game here. 
Uh, Steelers are bottom eight against wide receivers right now, and the Jags are going to have to be thrown to keep up with them. Like I said, if the Steelers get up early, they could be running the ball, which means, you know, the Jags are going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, and it seems like Lutton likes to likes to target Shark. Um, you know, the first game with him, he had a really good game. I know last game was a little bit rough, but he still got some targets. Um, my third one is Mike Davis going up against the Lions. You know, the game before CMC, uh, three games actually before CMC came back, Mike Davis was struggling a bit. Um, he had three games below 10 fantasy points. Um, but, you know, the Lions are the worst team in the league against the run right now. Um, in the past three games, they've actually allowed, um, oh, yeah, over the last three games, they've allowed nine total rushing touchdowns and 21 catches to running backs. So I think Mike, Mike Davis is going to be in a get-right game here as well. No CMC there, so he's going to get a, a, a large uh, a large share of the uh, the rushes there. He could get like he could be like RB one overall potential with that matchup. Yeah, that could be real nice for them. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let me work on mine. So uh, I got Jalen Rager at Cleveland. We have been waiting, waiting, waiting for the big breakout game for Jalen Rager. Uh, I'm hoping that this is going to be the week. I'm seeing it as a pretty positive matchup for him. Uh, we know that uh, the team is getting healthy. Jeffrey's coming back. Uh, we saw Goddard come back. Uh, Richard Rodgers played well. But the Browns have allowed 18 touchdowns uh, to wide receivers this season. And I think that uh, Cleveland's going to try to control the clock on the ground. That's all they want to do is ground and pound. They won last week 10-7. to seven. Uh, So I think the Eagles are going to want to try to get on top early. And they're going to how are you going to do that? You got to throw the ball and you're going to have to throw the ball deep. So Cleveland gives up the sixth most point, sixth most points to uh, wide receivers right now. And uh, he's showing his big playability and his speed with 13 targets in the last two weeks. So I think that uh, Rager has a good shot for an end zone, uh, an end zone reception. And uh, Justin Jefferson against Dallas, uh, I know this kind of seems like an easy one, but I think he's staying in the flames here. He hasn't really been able to keep the uh, performances consistent, but that's not mostly his fault. I mean, he has multiple games with less than five targets uh, because that's just how it goes with, with uh, Minnesota. Uh, he hasn't actually had two straight games yet with double digit or with more than 13 straight points. So I'm hoping that this week is the one he can do it against Dallas who gives up the third most points. Uh, and I think that uh, he can break a couple long passes before it becomes the Delvin Cook show in the second half because, you know, Cook's probably going to run all over them. But I could see a 50-plus uh, yard touchdown for him. My third one is going to be T. Higgins, just kind of like what Keenan said uh, with Tyler Boyd. Uh, even though Washington doesn't give up a lot of passing yards, I think this is going to be the game where that might be uh, might be opposite. So I think uh, I think that Burrow's going to have a good shot for 250 to 300 yards. Uh, and I think uh, without Mixon, they're going to want to throw the ball. Uh, he's going to be out. And with 62 yards or a touchdown in eight straight games, uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a, a good chance for him to be able to keep that up. Um, and they might treat him. They might treat A.J. Green as a wide receiver one again. Who knows? If not, and they cover Higgins and shadow him, it might be a tough game for him. I don't know if they're going to necessarily do that, though. So that's my impresses. I like him. All right, we'll move on to my stresses. Um, I got first one's Todd Gurley versus the, the Saints. Uh, the Saints have allowed the second fewest points in 
uh, to running backs over the last month. Um, Gurley has been fantastic this season, fantasy wise, but he's touchdown dependent, as I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, but the Saints haven't allowed a running back to get in the end zone in over in the last month, so um, be cautious there. Uh, they they've allowed just three rushing touchdowns to backs on the season, so they're shutting down those running backs. Uh, second one, Melvin Gordon versus Miami. The Broncos haven't been able to commit to a running game, running game this this year, where we thought they would after signing Melvin Gordon and having Philip Lindsay there. Um, they run they ran the ball just six times in the first twenty plays and just fourteen times in the whole first half last week. Um, maybe it was because they were tra- trailing twenty seven to six at halftime, but I mean, you got a young quarterback, you would think you would still try to get that running game going. Um, it's just, the running game's just not cutting it for the Broncos this year. Um, and Phil Lindsay looks like he started to get healthy. Maybe he'll get more opportunities as we go. So be cautious with Melvin Gordon. And my last one, and kind of to uh, piggyback on Antonio, um, was it uh, your your uh, steamboat um, quarterback that you had? You had Jameis Winston. Well, my stress this week is Taysom Hill, guys. Listen, don't pick him up. Don't put him in tight end. Don't put him in, in quarterback in the quarterback slot. Um, there's plenty of other options on the waiver wire over Taysom Hill. You're not a 30 a year old player who's making his first start in the NFL as a starting quarterback. He's not going to light it up. I don't know why he's getting so much hype today via Twitter and all that, but I don't. I think even if you put him in a tight end slot, what what are you going to get? 10, 15 points, I think. Um, so, you know, and we didn't really mention with this quarterback change, how does that affect Kamara and Michael Thomas? I think Kamara might stay the same. Uh, he'll probably still get his short targets, uh, maybe less in the end zone, in the red zone. But, I mean, Michael Thomas had eight targets out of the 23 so he saw 30 percent uh he played over 80 percent but do you yeah. think he's healthy 80 percent no. of the snaps no I don't. that's I, a big thing though if he's not healthy yeah they should they should they should i mean what are they eight and two like I mean, both games yeah yeah but both games that he played in regular season's over but both games he played in were blowouts so it's not really like there was a game script where they really needed him and in the five games last year where Bridgewater played when Breeze got injured, he had over 20 points in three out of the five of them. So I think there's a shot for 20-plus points for these quarterbacks combined, which means Thomas is going to get the targets, but they're going to throw it to Michael Thomas. They have yeah. to. Yeah. So I feel like Thomas, if you've had him, you're not going to be able to sell him for what you want. Yeah. And Kamara, you got to keep him because he's been killing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, can't uh, believe, I can't believe he's 30 years old, though. <laughs> well, he came out, I think, at like 26 years old. Yeah, he's got he's got four years of, of NFL experience. So, yeah, 26. Yeah. So that's I, I I thought he was like 22, 23 years old. Late bloomers. All right, I'm going to start with my stresses. Uh, my first one's Robert Woods against the Buccaneers. I know we were talking about them a little earlier with Josh Reynolds and Keenan Stream uh, or Eric Stream. But I mentioned that Carlton Davis and Jamal Dean are going to be going to be covering the perimeter and i think robert woods is going to be the big uh benefactor or not benefactor sorry the big uh cheese with getting covered so it's not going to go so well for him uh they're not going to find the holes in this defense 
uh, for Robert Woods. And he hasn't had more than six targets in five out of his last eight games. And that's what he's going to need is the targets to be productive. So I think Robert Woods is going to be, uh, is going to be a tough one this week. Uh, my second one, James Robinson at Pittsburgh. We referenced him as well. Uh, talking about how great that schedule is going to be, but, or how tough that schedule is going to be. And I don't think this game script is going to be positive for him at all. I think they're going to be down and they're going to be down early. And if they're not going to be down early, they're not going to be able to throw the ball when they are. So, and I don't think running is going to be that, that well either. So uh, I would temper expectations for him. Uh, but I think that uh, a lot is going to try and enforce a lot of the chart downfield. Um, he may get some of the passing game, which could help him and save a little bit of the day. Uh, but Pittsburgh doesn't allow many rushing touchdowns and they don't allow more than 65 yards a game. Uh, AJ Brown. Like I said, this is a big week for him to suck it up. So you guys can trade for him. If you can't get him before uh, this week's game and Ryan Tannehill has not been performing well either. He hasn't topped 18 and a half points since week six. Uh, and he heads to Baltimore who allows just 213 yards a game. So Baltimore is coming off a strong win. And I think that, and on top of that, he's going to be facing Jimmy Smith and Marcus Peters. So uh, there isn't a lot of AJ Brown's great. Like we know AJ Brown's great, uh, but it's Lamar Jackson right now. That's uh, I, me- I meant they were coming off a loss to new England. Sorry, not a win that should hopefully have them fired for Tennessee, but AJ Brown's great. I'm hoping he can get through this matchup, but they're going to shut down AJ Brown. And I think it could be more of a Corey Davis um, or just a rough game in general for Tennessee. So uh, Robert Woods, James Robinson, and A.J. Brown. Eric, bring us home. All right. uh, My first one goes against Keenan's impress over there, and I'm going with Tyler Boyd as a stress. Um, I don't think he's going to be completely shut out or anything, but, you know, Washington is is very good against wide receivers. They're they're second against wide receivers right now. Um, But, you know, you know, the Bengals throw so much. Boyd's going to get his targets and he's going to get his, but definitely temper your expectations with him. Um, my second one is going to be Will Fuller going up against the Patriots. This one's more so, you know, kind of like what we've said in the past. Belichick likes to, you know, take out your number one option. Um, and I think right now Fuller is the number one option there and Belichick's going to find a way to shut him down, which I think could potentially open things up a little bit for Brandon Cooks. Um and then my third one is going to be the Bucks running backs going up against the Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams are second against running backs right now. They got Aaron Donald right there in the middle. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough game for them. So, so yeah, I think uh, I'm stressing on them a little bit this week. I don't blame you. I think, uh, I think uh, we all kind of are. I know I was going to be going for uh, Will Fuller as well. Uh, all right. I think, uh, well, and I know we were talking about the Bucks and everybody, and it's just, uh, hopefully, hopefully a lot of these players can turn around this week. It's, it seems like a lot of tough wide receiver matchups we're going to be facing, but, uh, yeah, that wraps everything up. That wraps up our episode. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to close us out on? Uh, nothing. I talked enough, maybe a little bit too much. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut a lot of your segments way yeah. too much. Yeah. I, don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> All right. Well, Eric. All good Eric, here. I know, you, I know you got something, Eric. Give the people something. Have a wonderful Christmas. 
Let's not great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Make sure, make sure to follow uh, Keenan and I on Twitter. You can follow Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six. You can follow me at Antonio Denisi FF. Uh, if you want, you can unfollow Eric at Eric D <laughs> underscore FF. Have a good uh, you, make sure to <laughs> make sure to find us uh, on YouTube. Uh, uh, at dynasty at youtube.com slash dynasty mafia podcast. You can also find our website, dynasty mafia podcast.network. Uh, we're wherever else you want to find us. We try to be everywhere. Um, but thanks again for listening. Uh, if you are a first timer, welcome to the mafia. And uh, with that being said, mafia out.